I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Ow! That, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A., Neither of us are buried in snow. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. We do that every week. We've done it every week for three years this week. Yeah, it's our third anniversary. Wait, third three anniversary. Three years. Three years of doing this every every week, Mike Lawson. Never missing a week. So we're, we're, let me see. That should make we – we should be on episode 156 now, right? We're close. We're like 135, I think, something like We're that. We're 20 weeks off. So we've missed 20 weeks in the course of... <laughs> <laughs> Three years. It's like seven weeks a year. Yeah, but let me let me add this into it. We have a lot of half episodes. Oh, yeah. So if you count all those half episodes, we're way above. Like, for a, a year, we did two episodes a week. You know, Mike Lawson, it's funny that you say this. Ugh, I should have prepped it. I had a really good idea for a third anniversary. What? I was going to bring back, but I don't have anything set up. I thought for one – maybe we'll do it next week. Okay? Yeah. I think for one time, and we just do it once a year, we bring back my favorite part of the show. Making fun of Mike Lawson. Oh. Catching up with Catching Up. And we just draw a name, but now we just draw a name once a year. Okay. It's both. It's it's one. It's both our most beloved fi- uh, f- uh, feature of our show and most hated. Yeah. <laughs> there are people who are like very angry. Adam Burns from the show Dubious Intent thinks it's the stupidest contest. Yeah. Well, but yeah, he wants to win stupid. it. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But Mike, um, people get so excited, except for that. Remember that one guy. Who um, <laughs> I was gonna say stop. He might be listening, but he is not listening anymore. <laughs> we had a guy who I guess listened to the show for a while and then stopped. And then so he wrote we... an iTunes review, so he got yeah. entered into the contest. Uh, we used to yeah. have a contest for new listeners where we would pull the name of an iTunes reviewer and then we would catch catch up with them off the air. So this guy won, and it was like we were annoying him, like the. Whole time on the call, he was like, "What else, guys? Is there anything else yeah. you have to talk to you me know, about?" <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it. Like, uh huh. Okay, what's next? Okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't have all day here, so yeah. You know, all right, I gotta go, to guys. My friend just got here. We're like, oh, <laughs> he, he okay. did hang up on us too. <laughs> he did. He did, Mike. It was it. It was. I think that was the beginning of the end of that contest. I think the yeah. contest ended soon after that. We were just both like, ugh. What are we doing? What What's are we funny doing? is I don't I didn't dislike well even that call I didn't dislike but all of the times we called I was so worried that we would get to one of these calls with somebody who listens to the show and we would be like I don't know have nothing to say or we would be they I don't know they would be weird or something but every single person was nice and we had t- a good conversation with them and I think you're really good at talking to strangers, if that makes sense. Like, you mm-hmm. you interview people a lot. So even, like, very mundane things like, oh, you live in whatever city? Tell me all about the barbecue. And then you guys talk for an hour, and uh-huh. it's There's entertaining. always barbecue. You're right. Now, let me tell you. Here's the thing. I think this is one of the reasons the contest ended, though, is – you're right. We were too good at it. Each phone call would be like two hours long. <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, I was just on the phone for over two hours. Yeah, it, that was. And then we would do the sh- and we would do the show twice a week. Yeah. My our whole life was the show. And yes. I had to quit my other podcast. Remember? <laughs> uh, what's up with you? How's everything in L.A.? 
Everything is going just well. But last week I went first. Now I'm keeping the journal. So, Mike, why don't you tell me about oh. your, what's going on with you? Um. Well, last week I went to L.A. for mm-hmm. work. And while I was there, I got to see you. So I've yes. actually seen you. That's the last or the first time I've seen you since July when you came to uh-huh. the Bay Area, right? Sure is. Uh, so you came and we hung out in Ontario. <laughs> beautiful Ontario, California. So beautiful that every single fucking chain restaurant in this country wants to open a branch there. Yeah, it was we were going to go do dinner and Joe looked it up all brain uh, I'm sorry, all chain restaurants. Uh but what's funny is when you when you dropped me off we noticed right, like right by my hotel, there's a Hamburger Mary's, which... Yeah, we did, which we would have totally gone to. It's a chain, but it's like... It's a very small chain. Drag queens and yeah. very gay-friendly and... I w- it's a gay it restaurant. A, is it yeah. a gay restaurant? It's a gay restaurant. That's what, that's kind of weird, though. Like, what what makes it a gay restaurant? Um, They have gay night... Every night's gay night. And they have drag queen shows, and the waiters are gay, and it's very, very. It's like it's like Hooters for gay people. But I feel like it's you're right. But I think that they really welcome straight people. Do you oh know yeah, I mean? yeah, it's yeah. Not, a straight person could totally. I would say if you just come out to your family, right? I think you could take your family there, and it'd be fine. Yeah. During the day. <laughs> Maybe not at night. But during the day, you can go have some burger and fries and, uh, you know, a, a merry milkshake or whatever they call them. And it's perfectly wonderful finds, like a Chili's. So I'm a vegetarian, and uh, Joe's like, let's go to this burger's place where they serve bacon burgers. And that's mm-hmm. what happened, right? No, but okay. I like, that's a better story. Yeah. We'll, what happened actually was one of uh, our friends – Who's also friend of the show? Friend uh, of the show, John Arts. Not to be confused with John Marty, who's also friend no. of the show. Different John, and also, also likes the arts. <gasps> Whoa, yeah. Um, so he he was um, he knew because I guess I mentioned it on here that I was going to be in town. So he emailed or texted us, and he was like, "Hey, if you guys." You know, our meeting up, I'd love to do dinner or something. So he actually suggested the burger place we went to, 50-50 something. Slater 50-50. And this waitress, man, so nice. But every single time she walked to the table, Joe yeah. is like, let me think of a 50-50 pun I can make. Yeah, it was horrible. Right? Every I felt single sick time. to my stomach every time I said it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like some sort of, it was like I was possessed by like a horrible joke demon. Yeah. And she smiled and acted like it was fine, but you know that you were you were in her stories later that yeah. night. Well, that night when she got to the kitchen, yeah, oh, there's <laughs> some fat asshole making dumb fifty fifty jokes like I haven't heard it before. Uh, and I but couldn't we, stop I, because she kept setting me up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that she did though. But like, <laughs> and then it was like. The perfect uh, end to the whole story, too, was Joe's making all these stupid 50-50 jokes. Then we go to pay, and uh, Joe and I, uh, we actually bought John dinner. I don't know why yeah. I mentioned It's necessary for the story, but Joe and I split the check. So we put yeah. in two cards, and she, like, picks up the check, and she's like, uh, so two cards? And Joe's, like, red in the face because he's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's like I'm, I'm trying to hold in a sneeze. <laughs> And so he, but you still made the joke. That's the thing. You I had still to. Said, I, I had know. to. Yeah, I had to go 50 50. We're going to split a 50 50. Okay. So uh, we do dinner, and that's pretty much my story. I just kind of wanted to talk about that. We had a good time with well, John Arts. I, we did. I have some few things to say. First of all, he's very, he's too punctual. Yeah, because I had to go to a, uh, my niece's birthday party. I didn't know it was going to end, and if it was, and, and so like, and we did warn John that you know, like it, the it, the time was very flexible. Kind of go to something beforehand. Yeah, and um, so I picked up my. I only like ten minutes later than I said I would, but um, but he texted. I think I was still in Fullerton when he texted, and he was like, uh, "Just got here, guys." 
I think you're making a mountain out of a molehill, though, because we were maybe 10 minutes late, and we text him. When you said you were leaving Fullerton, I text, and I was like, hey, he's going to be late. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he knew we were running late, but he was, yeah, like, he was fine. super early. And it's funny because, you can, you know, Mike is such a nice person in person. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I was very surprised that he brought up the Affordable Care Act. Oh, <laughs> well, we have some like we've talked about uh, thing. He's really conservative uh, or politically conservative. Um, so you knew this, right? I didn't know. This. Yeah, yeah. I knew it going in. Uh, when I got the job at the labor union, we talked a little bit. So like I knew I, I, it was all in good fun. I don't think that it was like he didn't go there to fight. But no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. In fact, I've used him um, um, as an example a few times because um, I'm still this is still very weird for me. But my boyfriend was telling me about how he had lunch or dinner with his mom. And it was really difficult because she was she immediately started in, started in with Obama's a socialist and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I was telling him, I go, you know, what's funny is I, we we talked about that a little bit, and I said. I don't mind having those conversations with people who have some sort of knowledge. And so John Arts was coming at it from a place. He didn't, he didn't even call it Obamacare. He called it the Affordable Care Act, which is the name yeah. of the bill. And he, uh, he was saying some fact. And, you know, I, I could maybe make disagreements or say this or say that. But it was, at least it was coming from a place of, like, truth or, right. like, reason. It wasn't coming right. from, Obama's a socialist. My mom, who uh, – this was last uh, Christmas ago, so – she mentioned to me that it's possible that Obama was the Antichrist. <laughs> like, how? What kind of like logical conversation or argument could you have with that? <laughs> Here's what I never get: If you're super Christian, right? Aren't you really excited about the Antichrist and um, the end of the world? Or yes, but even, let's say you're not. Why fight it? Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know what I mean. Like it's it's written, it's it's um, destined to happen. You think so? Why fight it? Just let it happen. Because I, now I'm not an expert in the Bible. Oh right? really? No, but I do think isn't it the case that you know the Antichrist and this happens and that happens and the first thing that happens isn't that the thing where people get um, flown into heaven? The good people. Oh, What's I that don't called know. again? Rapture. The rapture. So if you're a good Christian, would you be like, I'm not going to be here for all the horrible part of it. I immediately get sucked into heaven. I guess. I don't know. Ask my mom. That would be the, my number one podcast I would listen to immediately if you and my mom were just catching up each week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she would just be very nice and disagree and laugh at everything I said. I'm just yeah. going, this is based on every, the, the one time she was on Game Night, guys. Well, my mom actually, it's weird when it comes to politics and stuff. Like, she has really strong opinions that are very conservative and Fox Newsy. But the minute you talk to her and say, like, hey, mom, don't you think teachers should make a livable wage? And she's like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, that makes sense. And I could probably convince her of anything. It's just. She just. She's like tofu. Whatever she's around, she sucks up the flavor of. Yeah. So. You know, she lives with my dad, and they listen to Sean Hannity all day, and that's just where her mind is then. Yeah. And that doesn't mean she's a pushover. That just means she, like, like honestly believes, you know, everything she hears, and it's that sounds so awful. No, a lot of people are. My parents are like that, too, but they're just – I actually think that they're, they're – I feel that they're d- dinos. I really do. Really? Democrats in name only, yes. Because the shit they say, they say they're Democrats. They hate Trump. They hate the Republican. Well, okay. They hate the Republican candidates. They hate Trump. They're voting. Well, my dad likes Bernie. My mom likes Hillary. And blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then the shit that they say is very Republican. Right, like so, kind of racist, and yeah. Oh, they, uh, you know, we have to. My mom, my mom's for internment camps for Syria <laughs> and and Middle Eastern people. Oh and, my god! Yeah, and and she uses the Japanese internment camp situation as a 
good idea. Right. You know? <laughs> and, she, Joey, you don't understand. It was a different time then, and they had, didn't know. And I was yeah. like, well, they didn't want to do it with Germans. They didn't lock <laughs> all the Germans away in internment camps. It's so Joey. dangerous. I know. <laughs> then... Um, she just today, just today I was talking to her and she was like, oh, well, this Trump is a crazy person. I don't like any of them. The only one I like, because he's the only one that makes sense is Marco Rubio. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> he's very conservative. Yeah. Joe, he agreed with Democrats one time. <laughs> and I was like, he's a tea party. Okay. You're an expert in politics. <laughs> okay. We understand expert in politics is here. And I was like, what? oh. What's dangerous about that is those are the people then that are like, oh, I hate this Trump guy. But then when they're in the ballot booth, they vote mm -hmm. for him. Or, I mean, Trump does really good. Or he, let me say this differently. Trump does better on polls that are taken online or are not done with a human. Uh, but he does worse if you're, uh, if the pollster is a human saying, like, who do you support? Oh, interesting. So, like, people are, People know that it's embarrassing, but people are still responding to him. I was so. a little sad about this Benghazi movie that, that stars John Krasinski. Who I like a lot. Who I like a lot. And I feel that, oh, is he one of these, like, you know, you always hear about these conservatives in Hollywood who are afraid to yeah. to admit they're conservatives. And I could see, I think he is now, don't you think? I don't know. Like, I just heard an interview with him somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember where, uh, but it was long. Fuck, where was that? Was it Fresh Air? No, I don't listen to Fresh Air. Um, but I heard an interview with him, and he, I feel like he tried to be really non-political. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, that's the feeling I got from it. But I, that's the only interview I've heard. Is that one? It was on something I podcast. I listen via podcast. I also, but. I find him strangely hot. Like, oh, really I think hot. he's really cute. I don't yeah. think it's strange at all. And you know what he looks a lot like is the dude who played Chuck. Do you remember that guy, that the God, TV that series so Chuck? Annoying. And remember I went to that party where he was there? He was such a fucking attention whore. I think they look alike. Is that weird? Or do you see it? Well, the Chuck guy's very small. But not like a short person, but like super, super thin. Yeah. You know, I think like they're both hot. But John Krasinski, I feel like, is a big guy. But you know what? Maybe not, because you know who I saw in person, and um, and I always assumed he would be built like John Krasinski was Jason Sudeikis, and he's very, very thin, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that kind of shocking? Yeah. He was, like, super, super thin. Hmm. Um, we're so off topic, but what do you, what do you got going on in LA? What were we talking about? Uh, my visit to LA. <laughs> oh, did anything else happen at that hamburger place? That food no. was so awful. It wasn't awful. I think the onion rings were delicious. Uh, my sandwich was good too. It was all good. But um, oh, Joe, I did also have a weird. Um, I got into the hotel really early, and they weren't ready for a room yet. Mm -hmm. And he's like. Uh, just sit in the lobby. It shouldn't be too long. And it was like 40 minutes. So the guy the, at the front desk felt bad that he told me to wait. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, hey, I have a room. Can you just let's go? And I'm like, okay. And he's like, it's not the room that you got, you actually paid for, but it's available now. And we don't have anyone reserving it. Let's just go. So I got the presidential suite, mm -hmm. which sounds amazing. Um, but it's at a Best Western. Yeah. What <laughs> The president of what? Yeah, exactly. So I'm in the presidential suite at the Best Western in Ontario, California. God, God it, you can't get sadder than that. <laughs> yes, you can. You could be in a regular room at the Best Western. <laughs> so my room has, um, well, first of all, it's room number 410, okay? Mm -hmm. And he tells me the stairs are right here and the elevator, you have to go outside. It's out. You have to, like, pass the pool outside. Yeah. And I'm carrying my bag, and I'm like, 410, that's the fourth floor. So I'm not going to go upstairs carrying this bag four floors. So I go to the elevator. And why does the elevator only go to the third floor? What? So I get out on the third floor and look around. There's only three floors on this thing. Okay? What? Okay. So... My room key clearly says 410. I kind of walk around and they have directional signs and it says like three three 
uh, 10 through 335 this way and 335 through, you know what I mean? So I'm walking, looking, nothing. So I decide to go back down to the lobby to ask. And when I go down on the bottom floor near the elevator, there's a sign that says, uh, rooms 400 through 410 are on the second floor. What? <laughs> it's not like one of those stories. Did you ever read the children's book Sideways Stories from Wayside yeah, School? Yeah, it was just like that. It's not like one um, of those stories from there. So I go to the second floor, find my room. Um, it's this weird secluded like corner of the second floor because it's a presidential suite. I really feel like this whole area of the hotel was like an afterthought. And I don't know why they didn't just put the at the end of 200. It's not like they had 99 rooms on the second floor. So they just could have gave me, you know what I mean? Could have numbered them better. But I get my room and there's a jacuzzi tub. What? And yeah, I have a tub that turns into a jacuzzi if you fill it with water. Mm-hmm. And a view of the freeway, the 10 freeway. Wow, what a yeah. what a beautiful view. And it had a mini fridge and a microwave. Wow. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's presidential living. Well, there was a like a living room and then the bedroom. So that was I guess a little bit nicer than a regular room I would guess, but I don't know. Did you, have, did you have any visitors up to your room? No, not one. Not even you. You when you came, you like pulled in and I got in the car and then we left and then we You didn't invite me up. You shut up. You didn't want to come up. You never asked me to. Yeah, but you were like, "All right, nice seeing you, Mike Lawson." I think I was supposed like, to call Cameron. Yeah, I think I. I'm in that dumb stage right now. I told you before we record. I'm like talking about it, but I'm in that dumb. Which I hate myself right now, but I'm in that like, like roses and yeah, butterflies and. Well, you had to call him because it's. I mean, it's a. It was a school night, and he's. <laughs> he he probably had you know, homeroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day early so he had yeah a... <laughs> that's a joke because he's younger than you if you didn't get yeah it. you know um i made that joke i made something like that to, with i was talking to a friend of the show shannon today and uh um, i don't remember i made one of those jokes too uh about him being younger which will never get old those jokes will never get old uh speaking of getting old mike lawson um i've gotten older and yep. now I, I have like stomach issues now. I've been oh, no. I haven't had them recently. I think I think I narrowed the problem down to I was drinking a lot of coffee uh at the end of the year and the beginning of the year. Yeah. Do you put dairy in your coffee? I do put dairy in my coffee. And yeah. also um I, now when I say a lot of coffee, I'd have a cup of day a cup a day. Okay. Okay. Um and which is a lot for me. I don't usually drink that much coffee. And so it tore my stomach up. Yeah. Because it's very acidic. And so it's just literally like I would eat anything and it would just be so painful. So, uh, and and so on New Year's Eve, actually, it was so bad I had to go to like urgent care because it was like super, like a lot of pressure. You know, you know that like bone, I don't know what it is, at the, at the bottom of your sternum, it's almost like a little tail. Your penis? You know? No, no, at the bottom of your sternum of your chest. Oh. It's like a little bone tail. And uh, I was feeling like a ton- it felt like somebody had their thumb on it. And it just felt like I was wearing these pants and, and it just felt like a lot of pressure, right? So I go to the urgent care and I, and I see a doctor and, and he goes, okay. So he goes, lie down. And let me, and he's like pushing on my stomach. And, and I go, I go, uh, I go, yeah, it just feels like, like a lot of pressure here in my stomach. And it's really, really, um, I go, it's not painful. It's just very, very uncomfortable, I said. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hmm. Oh, oh, I forgot the best part. He was super hot, which I didn't think it was. He was going to be hot because it wasn't a doctor; it was a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember of, what his co- name that, was. That mean isn't a physician assistant like on his way to be a doctor? No, a, f- no? The, f- a, a nurse practitioner is just basically like they have they they can do everything except prescribe medicine. So, like the doctor writes off, like signs yeah. off on whatever they yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, so. He was so on the board. It was a board that had his name on it, and it said like, "I can't remember what his name was, like Mister Ornelas or something like that." And I go, "That sounds like." So I just, in my head, I was imagining like an old man, right? Yeah. 
oh my god, he was so fucking hot, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh. That's awful. I don't want my doctor to ever be hot. No, no. Because then I feel like I'm like... You know, it's not that bad. I'm I'm strong. Is this isn't that bad? Yeah, I started like doing jumping jacks. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be truthful because you're yeah, trying no. to like, be. You don't want to disappoint the hot guy. Oh no, you don't. No, you don't, Mike Lawson. So I'm all, oh, so I'm like he's, he's you know he's like he goes lift your shirt up, and he lifts my shirt, and I lift my shirt up. I lie down. He's like he's like pressing down on places. Like does that hurt? I go no, 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 nothing hurt. He goes huh? He's like trying to solve a puzzle. He goes. Hmm. Do me a favor, he says. Why don't you stand up? So I stand up, and he goes, he's looking at me, he goes like, um, unbutton your pants. Huh? And I was like, oh, doctor. Right? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I unbutton my pants. My pants were too tight? <laughs> I'm sorry, doctor. I meant to go to the tailor. I went to the wrong yeah. place. <laughs> everything just gurgles. It's just like, you know? Uh-huh. Immediately, all this pressure is gone. Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, I think your pants are just too tight. <laughs> and he goes, I think uh, it's just putting like it's it was just pushing all this pressure up there. Either way, he's like, I, I think because it had been a, it it would been a, a series of this of this happening. Then he goes, so he prescribed me some medicine, and, and I will say I've been using. He wrote medicine. a prescription for sweatpants. Yeah, he wrote a prescription for um, those stretchy pants. You know, that don't even have like a real waistline. It's like just it's like elastic. You know. And uh, I, maybe you should like, wear those shoes that they have, like the little Velcro, like children wear. Here's a mumu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm prescribing a mumu for you. Like you're gonna look like Wheezy Jefferson. Well, uh, do you feel or better, Mrs. Then? Roper? Do you feel better? Well, I feel better because he, he prescribed this medicine, and I saw my regular doctor after that. Um, he prescribed this medicine that I've been taking every day, and uh, it, it feels great. And uh, but I, I really do think it was coffee. I think my I, I needed a heal. Yeah. From that, I do. So, I do. Uh, th- go- going back a little bit, like coffee, like there's the hidden dairy. Like when you add a cup of coffee, it's easy to say, like, "Oh, coffee makes me feel shitty." But if you're also mm-hmm. you're adding dairy every day, um, I remember a while back, and I may have even said this on the show before. I started eating grape nuts every day. You know the mm-hmm. grape. I nuts love syrup? grape nuts. I was eat. I do too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat – because first of all, I'm not a bre- really good at doing breakfast. So I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. eat grape nuts every single morning and I'll feel better. That was the one thing I changed and I started getting really gassy every day. Oh, really? And I was like uh, – in my head, I'm like, you know what? Grape nuts cause gas, man. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped eating them. But I also at the same time cut out you know, a bowl of milk every day. And so I think it was actually the Oh, you dairy. don't do the almond or soy milk? Well, not at that time. Um, I mean, this was years ago, but I, yeah. I think that, you know, adding a bunch of dairy every day is not, isn't going to be, you know, isn't your body's not going to just take that easy. So with lactose intolerance, um, the thing with me is like, if I have too much dairy in a short amount of time, I get lactose intolerance or I can't have heavy cream. I can have everything else though. Mm. Um, but I can't have any like heavy cream. Or, but by the way, my lactose intolerance is it's limited to I'll have an hour or two of severe discomfort. Yeah. Also known as like diarrhea and farting. Yeah. Right. But then that's it. So sometimes I'm like, fuck it. It's <laughs> worth it. With cream. <laughs> it's worth it. You know. Sure. So and also I, that by, by the way, because of it, I'm not super sensitive, that lactate works miracles oh. if you ever use it. Yeah, you know the cream in the coffee is the one reason I'm not vegan. I think like oh really? I just can't give up. I can't find a good alternative to a fatty. There really isn't cream in coffee. I've tried. Well, let me ask you a question: Is coffee mate uh, that liquid? Is it vegan? I it's gross and sweet. Oh really? Yeah. I, I I love it. Um, it's sugary. I had never so. used it until. 
No, I think the sugar, the content's kind of... Oh, they have a sugar-free version, too. Do they? I wonder yeah, if it has I've seen it. sugar alcohol. You should look. Know. Yeah. Like, if I have to add insulin to drink coffee, then I'm going to be even more overweight, because insulin's a fat... It's, this is so boring. But the more insulin I put into my body, the fatter I am, so... I don't, I don't need... Well, then more. I've been eating a ton of insulin. <laughs> you know what's so funny? God. So, I had to have a talk with Cameron... Well, Actually, I'm going to say this, actually. Um, Cameron and I had a sweet talk last night where I told him, and this is true, and maybe we'll get into this more, and right now, like I told you, I'm in the butterflies and champagne and hearts and everything part of the relationship, and but um, which is fun. Yeah. You know? But um, And necessary, funny, because when you get out of that, you have to remember those butterflies to, yeah, exactly. to decide to stay with it. But I was telling him, and this is really true, is before he and I started this, I didn't realize it until where I am now, but I was, like, really in, like, a rut, you know? And, like, I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was never sad or depressed, but I was just spinning my wheels. Yeah. And now we talk about things and plans and whatnot and it makes me want to be a better person it makes me yeah. want to do things more and particularly one of them like like for instance when i when i started losing a lot of weight last time it was because i was so angry and sad about the jose situation and it came from a place of hurt mm-hmm. you know and then by the time i got over that then i was like oh fuck this diet thing you know yeah and then uh, but this one, I kind of want to do it now, but it comes from like a place of love. That's you know, actually. Like, I want to be a better person. That's actually clinically proven. Like there's studies oh, that really? show people who are in long-term relationships are healthier. And I mean, you tend to go to the doctor more when you need it. Um, and you eat healthier and like a bunch of stuff when you're in a relationship because you have a lot of times it's it's easy to put off like helping yourself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but if you yeah. have somebody else that's like putting off helping themselves and focusing on you and then you're doing the same for that person, you tend to like, I don't want to disappoint that person versus like disappointing yes. me. I don't, you know, I can put yeah. that off. Yeah. And so part of it though, so we were talking uh, last week, uh, Cameron was like, I got to go. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym, which he never, he never goes to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, look at you going to the gym. Me too. And he goes, well. I noticed my pants started getting tight. And I was like, look. <laughs> I don't want to have this problem that my friend had. He went to the ER because his pants were so tight. Well, well, what I told him was, I go, uh, I go, I need to get close to you. You don't come to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you looking like me. Wouldn't it be funny if he was like, my pants are getting tight. I'm like, all right, I'm breaking up with you later. You're too fat for me. <laughs> uh, I can't do chubs. Sorry. I'm not a chubby chaser. No fats, no femmes. <laughs> Said the fat femme. <laughs> yeah. Ew, no. I'm joking. Um, uh, what else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Uh, that's it, really. I uh, I did go to dinner last night with um, it. Well, what it was supposed to be was drinks with my old coworker. Uh, from the mm-hmm. diabetes nonprofit I worked at. And yeah. she texts and she's like, hey, I'm actually thinking dinner at this place uh, called Harvey's in the Castro, named after. Um, no, please, not really. Please. I couldn't. Please, I, hope it's, I, I hope it's the 90s band Harvey Danger. <laughs> please let it be the 90s band. The, the people who sang Flagpole Sitta. Flagpole Sitta. Named after uh, LGBT icon Harvey Milk. And, um, so we're going to go there. And what's funny is I was Facebook chatting with the person, the interim executive, like the, my temporary boss, uh, you may remember. And she was mm-hmm. like, Hey, what are you up to? And I was like, actually, I'm going to meet up with Emily. Why don't you join us? And she's like, cool. And then I went to go text this to Emily. And as I was texting it, she was like, Hey, I just invited Manny. Who's our old boss before this executive uh this temporary boss we had so i'm mm-hmm. like perfect we'll all meet up whatever so we go to harvey's in the castro and i'm early uh because i uh, steve and i get on the bart and we go over 
And by oh, the way, Steve went too. No, 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 no. Steve was at my house. So we got, we took the bar over to San Francisco and Steve went home to his house in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then I went to mm-hmm. the bar, uh, but we get on the bar. It's funny. I, I didn't even think of this story until just right now. When we got on the bar, there were, it was kind of busy, but there were two seats that were across the aisle from each other. Uh, so we sit in them with the aisle mm-hmm. between us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And when Steve sits down, the guy next to him is like really man spreading and just like annoyed that somebody took the empty seat next to him because he wanted one and a half seats to himself. He wasn't mm-hmm. a big guy or anything. He just was like annoyed. He was carrying Trader Joe's groceries too. Mm-hmm. And Steve sits down and the guy kind of. Steve kind of sat on his jacket a little bit, just a little oh, bit. No. And the mm-hmm. guy pulls the jacket and then looks Steve in the face. <laughs> and so Steve and I are kind of like trying not to giggle. And then we do that thing where we like start text messaging each other about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the best part of all of it was the man is reading a book, carrying his groceries and just like one bag of groceries. He, uh, pulls a baguette out of the grocery bag, like a what? a full baguette, like three foot long baguette. How lo- however, uh-huh. like a really big one, right? Uh-huh. And he moves the paper. And Steve was like, Mike Lawson? He moves the paper down a little bit so that the tip is exposed. And then yeah. he starts going. And Steve was like, Mike Lawson? He starts going to town on the baguette right there in the bar. <laughs> it was so funny. Steve or this guy? The guy, not Steve. And then uh, I went to uh, dinner, and mm-hmm. the thing about... Wait, did he finish the baguette? No, he just was chomping on it the whole time, though. It was big. But just dry? Yeah, just dry. And it was, like, so sexual. It was weird. It was really weird the way he was doing it. Um, hmm. And I really wanted a photo, but I would have gotten caught. I know it. Uh, so we go to I go to Harvey's, um, and meet up with all these we have a good conversation and uh i haven't seen a lot of them since i quit that job in october so it was like a lot of catching up and how's your new job how's the new boss and all that kind of stuff by the way john arts knowing a shocking amount of information about the place he used to work john arts is we had dinner with him in pomona from the story earlier so nice and like when he I'm, he might do this to you too. I don't know. But like he sends me news articles when he hears things that are relevant to my life. Um, uh, we've had conversations about when I worked at that nonprofit, like fundraising and that sort of thing. And he's he's a nice no. – he's super nice. He never contacts me about that stuff any at any point. Uh, he doesn't email you about your job? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't come across like test prep news very often. No. But – um, so anyway, we're at this restaurant and there's like two waiters that kind of look alike, but like it, and everyone there is gay. Cause it's in the Castro. It's like the gayest place ever. And when mm-hmm. we, when we leave the, both of the waiters that were helping us, one was actually a bartender and one was a waiter, but they were both at our table a lot. They were both kind of near the door and they said goodbye to us. Why was everyone in the group except for me surprised that they were two different people? <laughs> Like I was with a lesbian. Were they white? They were white guys, yeah. But hmm. I was with a lesbian, a straight man, and then a straight woman. They did, who knew that they were gay. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody cared about these guys at all. It was kind of funny. Um, so that was all. You should go to Harvey's if you're ever in the Castro. It's mediocre mm. food. <laughs> the end. No, thank you. Do they serve Twinkies? Uh, Twinks serve you food. Oh, the, the Twinkie people there? No, not really. Oh. It's like diner food. Um, it's not that great. By the way, there used to be, when I lived in Newport, uh, and probably the best place I ever lived in Newport, too, um, there used to be a, a Hamburger Mary's like... Oh, yeah. But, and now with Lyft, I would have been in even more problems. That was with, such a bizarre with, location. That was the, that was the uh, flagship one. Oh, wait. In Newport? But it was like on the Irvine border. Yeah, that was flagship. Yeah, that, they actually owned the property outright. That was such a weird location because it was like a business area. Yeah, like surrounded by businesses. So mm-hmm. on a weekend, you go in and there's like nobody there. Like it's like a ghost yeah. town except for this like 
one little gay bar that's like yeah it was super busy um but if 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 that had if hamburger mary's had been had i mean have lift had been around when could i i didn't i lived too far to walk but it was a very it would have been like a five dollar lift ride the most yeah oh my god i would have been in so much trouble i was already gay in trouble and i was driving yeah you know anyway uh what i was gonna say was what the fuck were we talking about (laughs) Harvey's restaurant. Oh, they used to have Twinks as the waiters at the Hamburger Marys. There, right? They were the. F- I would. I like looking at them, but they were the fucking worst servers. Yeah, I swear to God, it was it was the worst. Well, in a place like that, it's like they're getting tips for reasons other than service, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. Well, I remember I used to belong to that gay men's group, and they were all older men, and they were all in love with this one Twink, and they all thought that the Twink liked them. Yeah. Meanwhile, no, they, they, he wasn't into these old men, right? Mm-hmm. And one time I went in with Jonathan, he kind of, the twink knew Jonathan a little bit. They had mutual friends. And he, like, slipped Jonathan his number. And he was like, please call me. <laughs> and I was like, you see, that's what happens when they really like somebody. Yeah. What, we went to Hamburger Mary's with someone who was straight with air quotes. Who was that? Remember? Someone was like, I really want to... Um, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Was it me? No, it wasn't you. It was a Orange... No, it, wasn't with, it, it, it was with me? It wasn't with you. It was with an Orange County political friend. Never mind. He's like married with a kid what? now, so I, I don't think he was gay, but he was really Ooh. interested in the hamburger Marys and going... Don't tell me, because then I don't want to... I, I, I love... Just tell me off the show, because I don't want to bleep anything. Okay. Well, yeah... <laughs> I mean, he was someone who was on the Orange County Young Democrats with me. Like, he just kind of gave off a gay vibe, and then he f- really wanted me and my friend Ed to take him there, so we did. Oh. I mean, that's really the. Whole and it story. wasn't his name didn't rhyme with Larry Lenny. No, God, he was gay. He was gay. He like was. Christmas. He was. Yes, I know. Trust. Yeah. Trust, we both know. Uh, what else is up with I, you? It's so funny. Of all people, we probably talk shit more about that guy on the show <laughs> and than he, anybody else. And he doesn't about. think about us twice in a he year. He doesn't even think about We could actually use his real name because he would never <laughs> listen to this show. I'm, not, I'm still not going to listen to name it and say who he is. But, like, no. The he, only he has, reason he, I wouldn't use his name is because I think one of us, at least, is probably Facebook friends with him or something. And so... You know, saying it. I hope, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not. I don't think I am. <laughs> well, I certainly have unfollowed him if I am. But anyway. yeah, I don't think I am. He hasn't come up at all. I must have deleted him or something, or he deleted me. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, it's one of it, it's it, it's probably a person who I've never had a falling out with him. Nothing bad. Nothing bad ever happened. But I'm so glad I'm not friends with him anymore. <laughs> um, I'm looking here. I have one mutual friend with him, and it is – oh, he's not my friend either. <laughs> I think he unfriended oh, wait. us. This isn't him. That's someone with the same name. You know what? He might not – he maybe got off Facebook. Maybe. Who cares? Uh, clearly, Good riddance. Clearly we do because we have an, a weekly segment called Where Is <laughs> – Where Is His Person? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, Mike, I think it's bad news to even try and find him because I think that's just going to start him asking for money. Yeah. You know what? I don't see him on Facebook. Good. Yeah. Probably wasn't making him enough money. Maybe his meds stopped working. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's up with you? <laughs> uh, God, that was, this, that was literally the two of the th- or three me- meanest minutes we've ever done. And ha- happy third anniversary, Mike Lawson. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, me. Um, oh, I went to dinner with my parents last week. They, they go to this Mexican restaurant. They love this Mexican restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Casa Alvarez. They love it. Yeah. Right. It is the definition of a five. Okay. Five out of it's ten. It's not horrible. Five out of ten. It's not horrible. There's nothing great about it. It's a five. It does the job. Okay. Mexican restaurant. They love it. Okay. My dad's really stoked that they make wine margaritas, not realizing that they do it because they don't have a full liquor yeah. license. <laughs> oh, they make these, uh, they make it with wine. The margaritas, yeah. they make it with wine. That's great. That's so funny. Right? Uh, Steve was just telling me about some place that makes 
some like Japanese beer cocktail because they don't have uh-huh. they only have a beer and wine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm so bored of this food, but I thought they changed their menus, right? So I'm like, oh, they changed the menu. See what else they have, and then they have. I, I the thing I wasn't even that hungry. I think I had like a late lunch that day, mm-hmm. and I go, oh, they have like this appetizer platter, right? And it was actually a decent price, like nine dollars or something like that, right? And I go, I bet you it's just a few appetizers, right? And I could do that. I don't, I don't want to do the whole rice and beans thing in my stomach. And no, right? Mike Lawson, I order this platter. The woman, the waitress has to carry it with two hands. Really? It's so gigantic. Okay. Okay. It's brimming with quesadillas and taquitos yeah. and flautas. And then in the middle is a giant portion of nachos yeah right part of the new joe batance it's yeah this is part of the new she comes and she puts it right in front of me (laughs) everyone at the restaurant is staring at me because they think oh they would stare if it was for a table of people yeah right (laughs) now it's just going in front of me right Uh okay and i'm like so embarrassed i'm like oh my god i go can you just put it in the middle and i'll just pick at it from there and she just put she put it right in front of me, and then she goes back my parents' regular size food. Meanwhile, okay. your pants are unbuttoned because of your earlier visit to the doctor. I know the, the physician, <laughs> the hot physician's assistant walks in. He goes, "What?" <laughs> Sitting across from my table is this older man who's having a beer margarita. Okay, with his family, he's one of these like loud Southern people. Mm-hmm. Look at that food! Look at it! Look at my oh my god, it's a lot! It looks good! Uh-huh. They haven't ordered yet, right? Yeah. He's like, everyone look! He's talking to his family, he says, everyone. Look at that! Look at how good that looks! Look at that! Look, it has like flautas and taquitos and case. Oh, it has like eight quesadillas on there and nachos. Oh my god, that looks, we gotta get that for the table! We gotta get it! And everyone, he's shouting this. Right, his intentions are good though. He's not like, look at that guy. He's like, no, 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 no. Genuinely pointing out the food. So then the waiter comes and they're like, "Oh, what can I get you guys? I want what that guy got with the blue shirt. See that guy with the blue (laughs) shirt on? Turn around." The waiter's like, "What?" And he's like, "Turn around, turn around, and look at this guy with the blue shirt. Look at see that big plate of food he has with the quesadillas and the nachos and the taquitos and the flautas. Uh-huh. I want one of those. What's that one called? I would have the blue shirt. He has one." I was so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. I just started having a fake conversation with my mom. I, I'm just saying words. My mom just looks like I'm talking to her, and she's like, "What? Tomatoes?" I'm just like, just please have a fake conversation with me. People are staring at me. Yeah. You're, Joey, no one, you're so narcissistic. No one's staring at you. You think everyone's staring at you. Meanwhile, everybody's staring at me mm-hmm. because of this guy. Yeah. It was awful. Awful. <laughs> Finally, everyone stopped. So I didn't come close to finishing this. Was it good, though? It, you know what? This place is so mediocre. It was the best thing. I, I'm telling you what. I would order it. If I, came, if I was just like... um. Had some friends. We we're gonna go get some beers. Yeah, I would order that for the table. Right, for nine bucks. <laughs> and get some beers. Yeah, like nine or ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Mike, it was ridiculous amount of food. Yeah. What city is this place in? It is in like Diamond Bar or something. It's not Diamond Bar. It's like right, um, Rolling Heights, Hacienda Heights. Isn't that over there too? That's over there too. Yeah. You know who works just down the street Chino is Hills. this uh, Mike Craig. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, remember in a previous episode? Oh, no, that wasn't the, on the... On the... <laughs> I can't talk about it. It was on, a, it was on the secret show. Okay. So never mind. Uh, an update about the lottery police. Oh. Let me put it this way. I can say this. Hey, everyone, update on the lottery police. Um, uh, the lottery police is on the winning ticket from Chino Hills. Oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) The lottery police have inspected the tape. I got a full report. (laughs) The tape has been inspected. They know who won it. Now I'm just waiting for that person to come forward. The person came forward, I think, right? But I don't think the Chino Hills person has come forward yet. Maybe, though. I I didn't pay attention. You would know since your family is so involved. 
I know. Right. Oh yeah. I, hey, I, anything with lottery police related, I'm uh, I'm on the case. Cool. Um, do you want to do news stories? We're at fifty minutes, Joe. Well, yeah. We'll just do. You know what's funny? We were like fifty minutes last time. We we buzzed through these news okay. stories. So I have fast. two of them. Number one is shooting okay. shame San Francisco to install real cameras on Bart, or protesters block the Bay Bridge on MLK Day. Read the, the the headline didn't make sense to me in the first one. So say it again. Shooting shames mm-hmm. San Francisco to install real oh. cameras on oh, I Bart. See. I wrote that, so it's not perfect. Yeah. Okay. I like I like that one. Okay. It's opening. Hold on. <laughs> uh, we thought. Um, we all thought we were under constant surveillance on Bart, right? Well, that turns mm-hmm. out to be wrong, and a lot of th- those things that look like cameras on BART trains are just decoys, and of the ones that are real cameras, some of them don't even work. Thus, there is apparently no good video footage of the fatal shooting that we talked about on this show a couple weeks ago in West Oakland Station on January 9th, and BART police were only able to release some photos of their sole suspect taken from cameras at the station's entrance. So basically, the gist of this story is uh, every ca- uh, BART train has multiple cameras on it with a little flashing red light and a sign that says, like, hey, you're under surveillance, right? Mm-hmm. And the shooting that happened on the BART train, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, people are like, just show us the guy who did it. We'll find him, right? Uh, they have nothing like, except uh, for yeah. when he bought his ticket in the station and it's like a very grainy, hard to see thing so there's no footage at all of the guy who actually of him doing the crime mm-hmm. because all these cameras are fake uh, so now because everybody's like upset about this they're like gonna install real cameras that's the that's the gist of the story that, so I wouldn't have been just as effective just I mean like they have these fake cameras but what, are, those cameras aren't that expensive, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm sure like a fake camera looks is almost as expensive as a real one, right? Yeah, well, but I guess the maintenance though. If you've been on a Bart train too, what they have are these like, um, I don't. The shape is even hard to explain, but it's like a cover of the case with a black window, so you can't actually oh. even see in it to see if there's a camera. Okay, and then there's a little red light on the side that just blinks. So really, the only thing there is the the case uh, covering where a camera would be and a blinking light. So you always see the weirdest shit in these cameras too. Did you ever see this video? It was from New York, so fucking New York. This story about it was security footage. I guess um, outside of this like bodega or something, uh, a woman was hit by a car. Okay. Like a car ran off the road or something like that, and it hit her. I think if she, I think she actually eventually died, mm-hmm. right? Because like she got run over by this car just standing on the corner next to the bodega, and then the security cam footage there at uh, right before the accident happens, a different woman like eating a sandwich or something like that or a burrito is walking out eating the burrito. Accident happens, runs over this woman. Yeah. Right. The chick eating the burrito stops, looks like, oh, my God, what just happened? But as she's looking, she's, like, still eating her burrito. <laughs> and then and then looks, and then it's just like, meh. And just keeps walking, eating her burrito. Whoa. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this bitch? Right? Yeah. Like, it was just like, what just, it was almost as if, like, somebody got in a fight, and she just looked at it really fast right. and just walked on. It was so weird. I, you never know what's in her mind. What if she didn't know, like, somebody just got hit? She just no, thought it was an accident of some sort. No, it's like five feet from her. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike. It's like right at her foot, at her feet, at her feet. That's weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Everyone's like, I, I think the New York Daily News and everyone jumped on it. I wonder if they found out who that woman was. A uh, friend of the show, Tim in Alaska, was visiting San Francisco, and his mm-hmm. ca- rental car got broken into, and the uh, the bar next to the place it got broken into. They had uh, security footage of it all happening. So he watched. Oh, really? He got to see all of his belongings get stolen out of the back of his rental car. 
Um, what sucks is he had his like passport in there. That's a bitch to get replaced. And he yeah. had a like out of country trip planned. So it ended up being a real pain in the neck. To where? Cambodia probably. <laughs> What's up in LA? Any news stories from LA? Okay, you want to talk I about? have two I have two stories for you to choose from. Okay. Number one. Larry Flint wants Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion. Or? Or, clown sexually assaults two teenage girls. So, Larry Flint. Larry Flint. I'm going to go with Larry Flint. Okay. Your choice. Uh, The Hustler Honeys could soon displace the Playboy Bunnies at Hugh Hefner's Los Angeles Party Palace. Hustler execs want to make an offer on the iconic mansion and confirm that an internal memo obtained by Confidential expressing their interest is the real deal. Though we're told that the $200 million asking price is out of the question. And that Hefner, 89, and his dirty sheets would not be part of the deal. The 20,000-square-foot Playboy Mansion, which sits on five acres of prime property, was built in 1927 and purchased by Hefner in 1971 for $1.05 million. It was put on the market with one stipulation, Hef stays. Hustler exec scoffs at the idea as well as the $200 million asking price. Uh, that's pretty much it. Have you I'm ever been to the, the the Playboy Mansion, Joe? Mike, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Friend of the show, Adam Vaught, used to work there, uh-huh. and he got me a job working at the Playboy Mansion. So I've been there multiple, well, multiple You guys times. were like party down at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You're right. We were at the show party. Because what people don't know is the Playboy Mansion, they rented out um, almost – like you would like a, a a wedding reception. People don't know that. I think it's a lot of money. Do people get married there? I'm sure they could if they wanted to. But that's not people the kind read- of parties you were working. What like most of the parties we were working were like, um, like, uh, farmers and merchants bank annual awards dinner. It was like a lot, mostly mostly that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got to work also like the big heft parties too. So Midsummer Night Dream and Fourth of July and New Year's Eve was a big one and um, uh, the pajama party. I think that was, was that Midsummer Night Dream. I don't know. Adam Vot will remember. Yeah. And so I've been there many, many times. It, Let me tell you this: this place is so junky. Really? This house. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool to be there because you're like. It's the Playboy Mansion, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there is sort of that, like, cachet of you're at the Playboy Mansion. But once you've been there more than two times, it's so gross. Not gross. It's just like an old... It's like your grandma's house yeah. in a mansion. Like, it's dusty and... It, it literally looks like it hasn't been redecorated in 50 years. In, fa- in fact, when the house first went for sale, they were, quote, I guess... um. Who was the wife that she divorced him and she sued? Like, there's all these shows around her and stuff like that. The famous one, yeah. whatever her name is. Ken- Kendra or something? Yeah, yeah. I guess she wrote a book and talked about all this in the book. And I, they had excerpts from it in the article. And I was like, yes, I cannot agree more with everything in this book. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, musty and, like... Yeah, it's really hard to explain. It's like it's like an old person's house. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, but like, but you know, like how your mom probably has like like, I think the Playboy Mansion. It looks like a place that would have like old Betamax machines instead of a DVD player. Yeah. Huh. Like it's, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, that's the inside of the house. They keep the outside pretty okay. Cause like I told you, the bread and butter is those are those events. Um, but, um, it's also smaller than you think it is. It's not small, but just smaller than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then everyone talks about the grotto and the grotto is just some fucking dumb, dirty swimming pool with a fucking dumb tunnel or something. It's so stupid. <laughs> cool. Thank you. <laughs> so you like, but yes, in a, in a past life, Joe did work at the Playboy Mansion. Um, cool. Well, that's, I've never been, so I don't have much to contribute, but. You're not missing anything. Yeah, I don't plan on going anytime soon. No. Um, I would If I had $200 million, I would totally buy it. What do you got going on next week, Joey? Next week? Oh, I didn't write this down on the Trello. 
Um, well, Wednesday. No, nothing going on Wednesday. <laughs> Hold Thursday. On, let me, let me yeah. <laughs> let me see. Wednesday, nothing. Well, Wednesday I work. Okay. But um, and then I see Cameron after that. But um. Hold on, put it on my calendar. This is such an interesting part of the show. This will be definitely edited out. Um, oh, great. I have nothing officially going on this week. Okay, so it'll be a good episode next week because that's how yeah. it works. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He came up. I'm going – how, how, how lame am I? Sorry. Two things. I'm going to see – this is going to be the fourth year in a row. I mean, I've been seeing this drag queen before since before we started the show. Dina Martina, drag queen extraordinaire, is coming to Los Angeles, as she does every January. And I am going with friend of the show's – friends of the show, John and Paul. Cool. I'm going with my cousin Richard and Mimba a friend. We are all going to go see Dina Martina uh, this Friday. Also, on Sunday, uh, Richard and I were supposed to go see that East L.A. musical oh, this yeah. past week. So, you know how we all think with our dicks, right? Yeah. Richard meets this um, guy at some party. Yeah. And they just, like, fall for each other. Yeah. Okay. Richard makes a date for him for the night we're supposed to go see the East LA musical. Okay. So we didn't go, but we managed to trade it in for tickets for this Sunday. Cool. So we're going to go see the East LA musical this Sunday, and that's what I have going on. Cool. I'm seeing a what musical you, this weekend too. I'm going to see Avenue Q is up here, and I, I keep bringing. I feel like you've seen that like ten times. No, I've seen it once, maybe twice, but um, I keep thinking. So my boyfriend Steve doesn't really like musicals, but he's so. I know you keep taking him to musicals. Well, I keep watching Avenger movies and like X Men stuff too, and I don't like that, uh-huh. but. Um, I think he's going to like this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel this is a very accessible he one. He liked Book of Mormon. He liked maybe that's it. <laughs> uh, but he just saw Jersey Boys last weekend and he really didn't like it. Oh, really? Cuz yeah. I feel Jersey Boys is another very accessible cuz you know the songs. Yeah. Um I mean, he doesn't though. He doesn't really. Maybe he does, but I think there it was missing kind of like some of the feel good musical kind of stuff i don't know we'll see i'll let you know uh my friend bryce up here has a boyfriend and i'm gonna meet that boyfriend this week um my friend jennifer and i are supposed to hang out next weekend but she's flaky so we'll see if that happens also this is like high maintenance too is she the one that said she won the um <laughs> the mini the golf yeah. miniature yeah, golf yeah, yeah, thing yeah. yeah uh so we'll see if that happens i love her um she's just hard to kind of get uh, to actually meet up, but we have plans to meet this weekend. We'll see if it happens. Mm-hmm. But the plans are, hey, if you're not doing anything this weekend, let's hang out. So we'll see. I'm very, I'm very curious about Dina Martina because Richard was kind of upset that we were going to the ten o'clock show on Friday. Yeah, and he was a little upset that we were doing that because he wanted to go early, but that was the earliest John and Paul could get there. Yeah, and he was like, uh, but then he found out. So he has like this friend that he like looks up to. Right, he found out that Fred and like eight of that guy's friends are going to Dina Martina at that same time, like the same day, same time they're going. So he was like, "Oh, um, um, Fernando and his eight friends are gonna go." I'm wondering, do you think Richard's gonna ditch us and sit with them? Maybe you guys will all sit together. Maybe he'll make that happen. What do you mean? Oh God, it's not like you're gonna be sitting next to nobody. You don't have a private booth at this event, do you? No, but you're going to be sitting next to someone. Why not Richard's friends? Yeah, but Richard, I've met this friend before. He's okay, but but you're going to be sitting next to people that are okay anyway. I'll just I'll be sitting next. You know what? F- uh, uh, Richard can go hang out. I love how Marie, I've made up a story yeah, in my head. You're I'm already mad. You're at him. mad at Richard. <laughs> yeah, fuck him, right? But I'm going to be with Cameron and John and Paul, who I'm just so excited the three of them are going to get to see Dina Martina. Yeah. So whatever Richard does, Richard does. Yeah, and you'll all be happy, both of you, at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to be working on my new podcast, which I'll, we've talked a little bit about, but it's like coming together. So. Oh, it yeah, is? Yeah, that's something that's going to happen in the next few now, weeks. Wait, now, I know a little bit about this show. Yeah. I'm so- How are you getting... How are you making the the part the main part of that show happen? Um, I'm still working ironing out some details, um, okay. but I'm getting there. So you'll hear you'll hear more about it soon. Hooray! All right. Hooray! Um, all right, Joe. Nice to catch up with you.
Go to hell, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.